Well, hello and welcome everyone to another week of Soap Secrets. And it's not just any old week because this week is a very special week. Drum roll, please, because it's the 10,000th episode of Corrie and celebrates the cast are off on a trip to Blackpool. But as it should be, a trip doesn't come without drama. And one of the residents makes a big decision. They're leaving the cobbles. Now, not only do we have our soap guru, Claire Ruck, in the room, but we also have our very own Alison Slade, who's our TV Times expert, um, and she will be talking us through the landmark episode. She's also here to talk about the other big storyline, Jeff and Yasmin. Hello, Alison. Hi. So it's a biggie. Tell us all. It is, yeah. I mean, Coronation Street aren't saying too much about this. They've kind of left it quite open. They just want things to unfold on screen. But actually, there's been a lot about it in the tabloids. And the tabloids have kind of gone for the angle of, it's dramatic, will someone die? Uh, There's pat pics of ambulance on the scene, things like that. From what I'm hearing, it's more calamitous than dangerous. So it's a comedy of errors. Um... Helpfully, I did have a little chat recently with Sally Ann Matthews, who plays Jenny, uh, because what happens is it's her who arranges this trip out. Because at the start of the ep, Rita gets a shock delivery. It's her ex-husband, Dennis, Dennis Tanner's ashes. Oh. So he's popped his clogs and she didn't even know that he died. And there's a request for her to go to Blackpool and scatter them in Blackpool. And Blackpool has very traumatic memories for Rita Petite um, because... That's where Alan Bradley, who was tormenting her, was yeah, killed by the tram. Of course. Yeah, so Blackpool is a big deal for, for Reet Petit. So Jenny, knowing that Rita has been kind of feeling quite isolated in the Weatherfield community lately, she thinks, let's rally together all the, you know, all the closest pals and we'll make a day of it. And Rita can be surrounded, you know, by all this support. And um, yeah, but it kind of... The start of it, what goes wrong is that because it's on the 11th hour, Jenny books this coach for them all and uh, the only thing available is a disco bus. Right, which really captures the mood. It does, doesn't it? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So there's kind of like a lot of comedy in that. Um, You know, there's a glitter ball and there's tunes and there's Prosecco. And I have been told by by Sally Ann that um, there's some nice scenes with uh, Evelyn. You know, okay. more than uh, Yeah. Um, so she gets a little bit tiddly and I think Audrey gets a bit tiddly. And Prosecco on go. the fun bus. Yes. What could go wrong? Yeah, absolutely. And then, um, you know, John Henshaw, he was in Early Doors, mm-hmm. the landlord in Early Do- Doors, and he was Sheridan Smith's dad in the Royal Family. He's guesting as the coach driver and he's got a bit of a weak bladder. <laughs> is this clamorous? So is it yeah. is it going to be quite funny as opposed I to? I think so. Yeah. I mean, yeah. There's rumours of someone leaving the cobbles. Yeah. Well, it's it's a very long day. So Blackpool, you know, Manchester Blackpool is quite a short trip. It's just up the motorway, really. You know, an hour and a half, really. Um, five hours in, they're still not there. So there's one thing goes wrong after another. Um, but I think it's one of those situations where it just makes people assess their lives and what's going on and after a few drinks yeah yeah it's kind of like spirits are tested you kind of think about your future and there is one resident who kind of thinks mm, it's probably time for me to um make tracks have a new chapter but it's just like who is that person going to be will people be shocked um oh god that would be saying um 
Look, all the characters involved in this episode are really strong characters that, you know, front and centre of the show. So it could be any one of those. And so it, I think it would be a shock if any one of them were to go. The worry would be, is it Rita who wants to leave? Is it Ken who wants to leave? You know, we, we can't have Saint Ken. We can't have that because it's the 60th anniversary coming up absolutely. and we absolutely need him involved in that. Absolutely. So <laughs> that's going to be the thing. But, you know, there's time. This person is saying... I think I need to go. I need to have something new in my life. But, you know, house sales, they're, they're complex matters, aren't they? They are complex Things matters. Things fall through, yeah. you get gums. Brexit doesn't help. No. Um, yeah. So whether they will actually go ahead with their plan remains to be seen. There's, okay. there's time for them to it be talked like, out um, It does sound like a fun episode, actually. It will be fun. I think it will be fun and poignant, Okay. Um, I think Ian McLeod, the producer of Corrie, has kind of really sort of brought back the vintage feel of Coronation Street, really kind of gone for the comedy. Um, and so that's what he's going for with this. I don't think he wants the 10,000th episode to be something of, of doom and gloom. Mm. I think he wants it to be moving, poignant, uplifting, have connections to the past, which yeah. it does with Both Dennis heritage. Tanner's death, because Dennis Tanner was in the very first episode of Coronation Street. Um, so yeah, so it's got all that history involved with it, and it's about the you know the big characters being at the forefront of mm. it, and I think it will be. It'll be, it'll be funny and and touching, hopefully. Lovely, I can't wait to watch that. Now there's another storyline in Corrie, isn't there? Which is the whole Jeff Yasmin situation. Bad. This is getting nastier and nastier, oh, isn't it? This is horrible. It's really awful to watch. I'm not one of those people who shouts at the telly, but I am shouting at the telly because it's just, it's one of those things where you can see it unfolding in front of your eyes, but for the person in the storm, they can't see it. It's that kind of death by a thousand paper cuts scenario. And over the last few weeks, his behaviour has got more and more controlling and and she can't quite see it because she's right at the centre of it. And what happens is... He wants to isolate her from her family because he mm. needs to do that to control her. And she's due to go out for a massage with her granddaughter, Alia, and he doesn't want her to do that. Because Alia as well, she's the she's canny. She can, she doesn't like Jeff. Everyone else is seen sort of funny, magician, hospital radio. Him out. She knows he's, he's not, you know, she doesn't know what he's up to. She doesn't know the extent of, of his manipulation, but she, she doesn't trust him. So he needs to keep Yasmin away from her. So what he does, he's got, um, he's booked in to do a magician's act at a birthday party. And Emma from the Rovers um, is normally his assistant and he lies to Yasmina and says, Emma can't make it, I need you to step in. So she kind of feels forced to do that. And as they rehearse, he's got this act where he has this sort of like woman in a box and it looks like the woman's being crushed and she's not. Um, <laughs> so she has to practice in this box and she gets really claustrophobic and she's not happy. And... You can kind of sense that the trick, when it's kind of put out in front of an audience, is not going to go right. And, and it doesn't go right because she sort of panics and it all goes a bit pear shaped. And, and Jeff is sort of looking, left looking like he's got a bit of egg on his face. Everyone's sort of laughing at, at him. And he hates that. He thinks, You have made me a laughing stock and you need to pay for this. And he says, In order to make amends, he has another book in. He says to her, In order to make amends, I need to perfect this routine and you need to help me and so she gets in this box and he locks it and he legs it to the pub oh my god so she's and in he's there. awful so she's in this box and it's 
oh, it's just, it's nasty. You can, you can actually sense the claustrophobia yourself when you watch, watch something like that, can't you? Because it's just yeah. so awful, the imagining, yeah. imagining yourself in that situation. Yeah, I mean, I'm claustrophobic, so the thought... I don't even it, like the tube. You know, no, no, no. No, when the tube gets stuck in a tunnel, like, yeah, oh my no, God, stop. Oh, yeah. Um, so, yes, it's awful. And when Jeff eventually comes home, he finds Yasmin with Tim, his son, and... and Yasmin's saying, you lock me in, you lock me in. He's like, oh, no, I didn't. And she's convinced that he did lock her in and she has a little chat with Eileen. Now, the question is, will this be the turning point? Will this be the moment where Yasmin goes, yeah, I realise what he's doing now and it all kind of, the penny drops? Or is he going to talk himself out of it again? I mean, if I was a betting woman on a soap, I would say that he's going to talk himself out Yeah, exactly. Because you know? this is a storyline that can run, well, can run for quite some time, can't it? And can get increasingly nasty. Yeah, increasingly and he's a clever watch. man because he's already planted seeds. He's already convinced people that she's an alcoholic when she isn't. He's convinced people that she can get aggressive when she's on the booze, which she doesn't. So... People already have a version of Yasmin that isn't, that correct. isn't correct. So it's easy for him to Where kind of manipulate things. <sighs> it's not going to end well, is it? But at the same time, soap buddies generally have their comeuppance. It's just eventually. how far, eventually, yeah. <laughs> how far does this have to go? Yeah. Because it's not pretty to watch, obviously. It's unpleasant even now, let yeah. alone where yeah. it could so go to. Yeah, so where's it going to go to? I wonder if yeah. it will, um, will actually sort of um, get some complaints at some point because it's so so uncomfortable. Um, I'm sure there will be people, you know, who, who do not like this story. I know lots of people who don't like the storyline, but at the same time... You know, if you're dealing with real life, you do have to include... awareness. Yeah, you have to include issues that are not nice to watch sometimes. And, and Coronation Street does have a history of that. And it does it well. And it does it well. And also, if you want to kind of get a message out there about this, if you are in this situation, you don't need to stand for it. You can have politicians talking about it or you can have presenters talking about it or whatever. But nothing really makes as much impact as a soap opera. Absolutely. And someone like Yasmin, who doesn't recognise it herself, somebody watching it, the general public, could identify with that situation or scenario and think, hang on Absolutely. me, that, is that's this what's me happening. Or is this my friend? Exactly. And he doesn't necessarily have to be as extreme as that. It's just, oh, you know, my partner didn't want me doing this the other day. Is that right? And just, it's just a bit, it can be a bit of a wake-up yeah. call, can't it, really? And, and soaps are really good at doing that, I think. Absolutely, absolutely, because it's characters that you know. You they're know in your living room. so well. You know, they're in your living room five times a week, have been for years and years. And to watch your, you know, your kind of TV friends going through this, you're like, oh my goodness. You know, it can really, you know, raise awareness of the issue. Well, thank you, Alison. There's some really You're big welcome. stuff going on in Corrie. Be uh, sure to tune in. Now, we have EastEnders and we've got Claire back in the hot seat. So the storyline is coming to sort of a finale, isn't it, with Linda and her struggling with alcohol in EastEnders? No, I think it's going to continue a bit. Who yeah, I know. It's been going on is for that a couple of thinking of yes, mine. It is. <laughs> Don't forget in a couple of weeks' time we do have thirty-five years of EastEnders, so who knows what's going to go Big on. Anniversaries, isn't it? Oh, I know, there are lots. And we still have Coronation Street's sixtieth to come in December. Yeah. Yeah. We do. So yeah, so Linda's still struggling with alcohol this week. Um and um, you know, she 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 has she's she's isolated herself from friends and family completely absolutely completely Chantel picks up Ollie for her in the afternoon she comes home she finds Linda drunk Linda Linda Chantel takes charge of poor, of little Ollie and Linda throws a hissy fit and she shouts at her friend 
one of her remaining friends. So this is oh, it's, it's yeah. just, and it's also spiralling because she's losing support from Mick now, isn't she? I yes, mean, she is massively. Marriage, is she gonna, is yes. this going to survive? Yeah, massively. She's losing. Will it survive? Can it survive? His mum Shirley thinks he's been a bit soft with her, and he she wants her to go to get support for it and help and all of this. And he's really not being tough enough with her. She works in a pub. I mean, it's, Pretty hard, isn't it? I know it? it is. It is. It is really hard. You know, and this week, you know, she she should have a massive wake up call because she's looking after Ollie. She's drunk. And she falls asleep. You know, and he's four, so he wanders into danger as four year olds do if someone's not keeping an eye. Luckily, luckily, mm. someone saves him. But, um, you know, this is this is really really big. The storyline's been going on for some time. I kind of feel like it's reaching a crescendo yes. now. Yeah. And you know what? The interesting thing is it kind of, you know, EastEnders have made the pub, you know, the centre, the heart of uh, the heart. of They've brought it back to the heart of the square. And it kind of mirrors the Den Angie stuff that was back in 1986 when it first started. We had Ange was an alcoholic. Their marriage was breaking down. This marriage is breaking down. They were kind of parallel. They're a good couple. I don't want them to break up. I know. I know. And hopefully they won't. I would stamp my feet at the producer's door. I know. But you know what? One of the other really interesting things this week, apart which I found really funny in this this week's episodes, is that that lovely Ian, lovely, lovely Ian, he's chatting and reminiscing with Sharon and he realises... His feelings towards her aren't reciprocated. Really? Really? Sad. Ian, what planet's he on? What planet is Ian on? I think that's such a great storyline, <laughs> that one. I mean, Paul, I mean, where's this come from? It's just sort of come out. I mean, he's always had a soft spot for her. But Sharon, you know, she's just, she's eight months pregnant. She's got a fairly big, a lot going on she at the moment, has. hasn't she? She's a very big storyline. She line, has. Yeah. And, you know, Phil's just thrown her out. She's just discovered that the man, her, her, the father of her baby is actually alive after she thought he was dead. And, you know, Ian's sort Professors of... Professors is under... Well, he doesn't. He just... He's just mooning over her. There's no... It's just him just mooning. It's all a bit awkward. Yes. And, you know, what I think, you know, Ian needs to sort of wake up. He's been friend-zoned for years. He's not coming out of... No. Out of that. Would you, though, go there? No. <laughs> no. no. Mind you, he has been through half the women in Wolford. He, he has, actually. <laughs> he has. He got Mel. He married Mel. Come that's on. True. <laughs> that's true. That's oh. true. Oh. Anyway, let's move swiftly on for that horrible image that's ingrained in my brain now. Um, the Dales. Things aren't uh, much prettier there, are they? Because it's all about Graham's murder. It is. It is. So I'm... So... So it's really, really exciting. We found out who murdered graham the village obviously don't know but us the viewers do and it's pierce pierce is rona's ex-husband None of the people that we discussed Claire. i know i know none i know i know and you know what if you were one of the emmerdale fans that picked up on on this and and was on the internet going i think it's pierce you know you did really well and that was a really good spot because back in mid mid-december there was just there was just a throwaway phone call to Rona where she she's told that her ex has been let out on parole because he got five years for raping her on her wedding day so obviously you know so this is right a big back thing. in there isn't he yes I I think I think he liked prison food clearly <laughs> we, we're gonna have a lot to come on this I think maybe you know this is this is gonna run and run you know and and so so Pierce has done the murder 
but in the village, nobody else knows. So how long? How long do you think it'll be before they find out? So because it's quite an interesting dynamic, isn't it? When the yes. so the audience knows who the yeah. killer is, but the village doesn't. It's often the other yeah. way around. Yes, I think it's. I think the, I think it's going to run and run a bit because okay. they've 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 locked up poor Marlon. Yeah, we couldn't. We can't lose Marlon. I, I mean, know, that's just we, not possible. I knew that all along. We can't lose Marlon, but okay. you know what? There are f- his fingerprints are on Graham's car. There's the murder weapon. You know, there's actually no evidence to say that he isn't the killer. And he's they moved quickly. He's in. He's in jail. So I guess he could be locked up for a while until they do find out yes. who the real murderer yes. is. And they've replaced him at the Woolpack bad times I know I he's mean, going to get a good payout at the end there it is and you know what's <laughs> the really nice thing about Emmerdale is the dingles come together you know we always think of the dingles they're a bit fractured yeah but they're not they're not at no, all no I don't think they are actually I think the dingles have always right yes. from the very very beginning yes. they've always like you say on the surface fractured and kind of uh, but actually, they all come together, yes, don't they? As they one do. big family, yeah. look out for and each other. I think that's such a nice thing to do. And Mar- and uh, Marlon's cousin Kane is up there doing the free, free innocent Marlon. He's printed T-shirts. Uh, Mandy's looking after his lovely little daughter April. You know, because obviously Rona has Leo, his son. But April, you know, he's a single dad with April, so we had to. And they know that Marlon's not capable of yes, this. Of I mean, course, really. they, I mean, I, he's not, is he? He's not. I mean, he's just not. It's ludicrous. And Mark Shine's such a lovely actor, and uh, you know, and it's, so it's a great storyline for him, you know. And you know, he's he's got a lot going on. He's in jail for something that he didn't do, and his his little daughter April also runs away because she's really really upset. Um, and um, she can't see her dad. They don't, you know, it's a big thing. Do you take kids in to see dads in jail? Again, I suppose it kind of raises awareness about the the people on the periphery or who are involved. It's not just the person yeah. that's taken away. It's it's the kind of the knock-on effect for the family. So yes. I guess they'll have done their homework on that and seen what, because you're right, do you take a child into yes. prison to see their dad? I, mean, I know. It's innocent until proven guilty at the end yes, of the day. Yes, I know. I mean, that's a big thing. It doesn't feel like that when you're locked up, I'd imagine. No, it doesn't, no. Also, another big storyline there as well, isn't there, with Victoria? I know, Victoria. So so she's sort of, um, she's coming round, she's softening towards uh, her rapist Lee's family, Luke, Luke and his mum, Wendy. So Wendy's been in the village, you know, that's a big thing, you know, for poor Victoria. She gave birth to, to lovely little Harry and... But then her rapist mum was always there. She didn't really believe that Lee had raped her. You know, it's a big thing to really believe that of your son. Um, and she would like to be part of Harry's life. But, you know, that's a big ask, isn't mm. it? You must bring it back all the Huge time. Ask. You know, Luke Luke kind of knew his 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 brother wasn't as perfect as his mum thinks. So um, we have, we, we've already had Luke holding little Harry. So that's really nice. And they look. They do look quite a nice couple. Mm. Um, and, yeah, and this week she she does allow Wendy to meet her the grandson. Crumbs, okay, the and that's really are. lovely. And interestingly, I think Luke will be sticking around because he he's going to apply for Marlon's job in the wall pack. Oh, Marlon won't be long away. No, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. Um, okay, let's move on to Hollyoaks because... Diane and Tony's marriage is on the rocks, which is not exactly a surprise. I think it's fairly understandable given what's happened. Yeah. Breed has now gone, and uh, the context of that means that he's pretty—he's in a pretty bad place, he is. Tony, isn't he? He is, um, and I think this is a really good thing because generally soaps—they—they they take someone that's had a really big, big, big thing happen in their lives and they get over it really quickly. You know, Tony was held in a 
in this pig farm for for for, for several months. Um, you know, and so he was stabbed in the stomach with a pitchfork. He's not going to get over that quickly. Uh, you, he cannot just reintegrate into into his family life again without some you know therapy and a lot of a lot of angst, really. But also, um, Diane hasn't exactly been the most. Uh faithful loving wife has no, she no she hadn't she hasn't so there's this there's this huge thing you know she slept with she slept with edward his dad just as they were just as they were um freeing him there was that two-hander sort of thing on the late night Hollyoaks, which was great. Nice. <laughs> I know she went. She went to the. She went to the hospital, and she was just. She was kind of like in a fur coat, and she was naked underneath. It's great. It's so Hollyoaks, isn't <laughs> it? It's absolutely brilliant. So Hollyoaks. I know. They've got to do something now. Breeder's gone. Yeah. So so you know like. But Diane said, no, 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 I'm going to go back to Tony. You know, Tony's my husband, father of my children and all of this. No. Um, and, you know, Edward says he's going to support her. But, you know, we know he, he's a bit of a badden. Um, and um, so this this week, Diane books tickets to the opera. I think she's a bit, she's a bit optimistic on this. And Tony feels he can't go. And uh, he said, my dad will take you. So he's pushing his wife unknowingly knowingly towards his dad he's so wet though isn't he Tony he's a bit of a lettuce I I struggle with him a bit I know and you know what I think Edward's going to be a really really he's really great in Hollyoaks and so I think he's going to stick around because they brought in a really good actor in Joe McGann who's a bit hot as well so you know he's he's going to make this character his own and so there's mileage in this. There I is can, mileage. I, I think there's it. lots and lots of mileage. <laughs> um, now this week we'll talk about casualty last because we've got another expert guest, um, which is brilliant, joining us, and there's some big news to discuss. Um, but before that, let's quickly chat about Holby City um, because the whole blackmailing story is really notched up a gear, hasn't it? Yes, yes. So medic Nikki, um, her, her lovely mum unfortunately had a car accident and it turns out she was uninsured oh. and um steve the, the 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 other car driver has been blackmailing nikki now she's you know she's quite she's quite a young medic so she doesn't have a lot of money but she doesn't you know you can't drive uninsured and i think that's quite it's a very serious offence if the police were to find out about it so she's trying to keep her mum out of trouble okay. and she's trying to pay She's trying to pay this horrid Steve money. Um, and um, she's already been doing really dodgy things. She's been phoning in sick at work and going to work in another hospital as a, you know, as a locum. I mean, you'd never get found out, would you, if you did that? But she does. <laughs> <laughs> she does. Exactly. <laughs> and, and Max finds out she's been working shifts at, at, at St. James. And, yeah, I think she's very lucky because that's really, really bad thing to do. And he just takes, he just stops her pay. I would have thought that was a sackable offence. I think but, it probably is. Gross um, misconduct, I'd imagine. Yes. <laughs> Not in a soap, though, Claire. There is, no. some, you know, differentials there. I know. So so, so she's lost this money that she'd made, so all of this. And then um, it's a big hospital ball. You know how Holby loved their balls. And um, she doesn't have any, any jewellery to wear. And Cameron really nicely offers him offers her his late mum's gold necklace his late mum's oh gold no, what's necklace what's she gonna do with it um so she's so you know so here she is max has just taken some of her pay away because she got caught doing that she goes to the bank they won't lend her any more money she's really really desperate you know she's she's 
She's um, going to pawn the necklace. Well, this is it. She's certainly the thinking on about the wall, it. Wasn't yeah. It? And I mean, that would be a really horrible thing to do to poor Cameron. But here she is. She's desperate. You know, she's absolutely desperate. She wants to save her mum from this from this serious crime. I think this one's got got a way to go yeah, as well. This is a big storyline. Lots going on yeah. this week. De- um, debts. I mean, what will you do to save your mum? And then the amount of debt you can get into quite easily, I think will resonate yeah but lots of people will relate to that yes. i think you're absolutely right um okay so we are now going to talk about the biggie which we've saved till last uh casualty well brilliant we have elaine our casualty expert here at what's on tv um it's a huge week this week it for is. duffy isn't it it is and it's so huge there's things we can say and things we can't say but what okay. we can say is um, it's Kathy Shipton's leaving episode. She plays Duffy and she's one of the original cast from 1986. She's been in and out over the years. I was barely born. Uh, well, <laughs> no comment. <laughs> um, but she is, yeah, she's left and she said that she's leaving. So it's one for fans. They have to tune in. It's a really big deal, isn't it? And this storyline's mm. been going on for quite a while. It's it, it's really been a sad storyline, actually, yeah. and one that many people will be able to relate to. Now, we can't say any more about her going, but we just know she's going. And so um, she's had some pretty big storylines as well as this, hasn't she, previously? She has. I mean, when she came into the show, she was quite fresh-faced. She was newly qualified, um, but then there was a change in her character. She was sexually assaulted and that was a real turning point for her. Um, and then later on, she had like, I think it was early 90s, she had um, a HIV scare, which was a very different um, thing to how it is today. So that was like a really big issue-led storyline that they did at the time. It's been hard for viewers, and I think it will be even harder for viewers knowing that she's not coming back. We used to her going, but we always think she'll come back. Yes. You know. I mean, she may come back. She may come back this time. Um, yes, it is hard for viewers, and they, they're they they're very vocal, especially on social media, about, you know, she had an affair halfway through her marriage to Charlie. This marriage, this relationship they'd waited 30 years for. But, and that keeps coming into play. Um, she had an affair with a guy called Bill, who's like her teenage sweetheart. And in the later stages of her dementia, she sometimes thinks she is a teenager. She wants Bill. He reappeared a couple of weeks ago. Because Charlie had to make the tough decision, didn't he? It was just cause she wanted to see him. Yes. So he yeah. to, and, he, and he decided to allow that. He invited the, that. Yeah, he invited Bill, played mm. by Clive Wood, into their home and he couldn't handle it and he left and stuff. Yeah, she, I mean, she'll leave behind a, a, you know, a legacy, won't she? Inspiring lots of people. Legacy is um, the perfect word. And I think she has inspired so many people. And Kathy said she gets a lot of... Um, kind of satisfaction there's a real nice sense for her when people come up to her and go I got into nursing because of Duffy and she she takes the role seriously she has a sense of responsibility towards it she's also playful she does a lot of research so I'm sure this episode will you know be pitch perfect they put a lot of thought in casualty they spend a lot of time planning what they're going to do especially with a character like this so they talk together. Like, it's not like the actors just turn up and say the lines. They're involved in the development of mm. They own the character like nobody knows. Well, that's it from us. A busy, busy week. Thank you very much for listening. And please do subscribe. We will see you next week. Listener.